Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome to White Wine Question Time. My guest this week is a comedian who was, in fact, the first woman to win the UK's biggest comedy prize, the Perrier Award, all the way back in 1995. As well as stand-up, she's also a best-selling author and a TV presenter whose new book, Older and Wider, A Survivor's Guide to the Menopause, was released earlier this year. She's dedicated it to, quote, all the menopausal women out there, because there's loads of us scurrying around in a furious temper, faces like hammerhead sharks, wondering what the hell to have for tea, all with the combined temperature of a billion trillion degrees. I should add that this is also a podcast too for her, which she hosts alongside Judith Holder on Older and Wider. Born in Kuala Lumpur, where her father Derek Hargreaves was uh, an army major and stationed there, the family eventually returned to the UK when she was just two years old and settled in Lytham St Anne's. In her late 20s, she met her partner, Jeff Powell, and together they have a daughter, Phoebe, who's a playwright now. So let's dial her up. I can't wait. It's Jenny Eclair. Jenny Eclair, so nice to see you. Normally, it's in the park. Yeah, we're like park buddies, because we're locals. We're sad London girls. Sad London girls. Girls, as they say. Girls. Girls. Yeah, we're just girls. We're just a couple of sad London girls. You are wearing a La t-shirt. La! La! You know who makes these? I can't remember who makes them. Philip Norman in Brixton Village. Yes, and uh, a lot of the money that you pay for the T-shirt goes to the AIDS charity. 
Terence Higgins Trust. I bought the large, and of course I should have bought the extra large. For those who don't know what we're talking about, keep with the programme. It's the T-shirts that uh, have the slogan La on the front from the TV series It's a Sin. You've got the white T-shirt with the black, I got the black with the white. It's a bit tight on me, Kate. What the hell happens when we get to a certain age and everything just, just goes in one direction? Swells. Swells, bloats. What is that? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I've uh, I've just cleared out the boot of my very old car. And obviously, because my car is so old, it leaks. I mean, she is like me, actually. Why? <laughs> Why is rusty. your car so old? Oh, because I've never got round to buying proper cars. It's just another thing that I've never done. I've never spent, spent more than two grand on a car. Um, is my mind deceiving me or do, do you not have some kind of really sexy old vintage car or is that Jeff? We have had many uh, sexy vintage cars. Jeff has gone through many phases in cars. Jeff is my partner. He's a 72-year-old man and I think in his lifetime he's had probably 72 cars. Um, I mean, he went through a terrible vintage Jag phase at one point and some of them never even made it home. They would just explode on the motorway. He'd go and meet a bloke, you know, at some service station just outside of Birmingham and he'd ring me up from a, 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 a service so station dodgy. and go, I bought, I bought a new Jag. And then the next thing is, oh, uh, it's, it's just collapsed on the road and I'm being towed home. Um, oh, good. But anyway, so yeah, why my car is like me, it, my car leaks, right, like I do a little bit. And uh, the boot was waterlogged and I had all these books in there to take to a charity shop. And of course, no charity shop's been open for a year. No. So they have all bloated because the rain got into the boot <laughs> and I, the, the, this boot is full of swollen, mouldy books. And that's like Aww. us. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of, we've kind of bloated and swollen, but we're not mouldy. At least we're not mouldy. See? Look on the bright side. Normally, I would have really relished um, doing this podcast with you. Ideally, Jenny, and, you know, do you remember we've been sat there before outside the dog in Dulwich Village? Oh, it's nice. It's a lovely spring day. It's a beautiful day for it. It is, isn't it? We could have had a bottle yeah. of rosé, a mic oh, to share, and we, and that <laughs> that's the that was how this, this podcast was conceived. Yeah, but I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking any of your rosé muck. Well, what do you want? I'm, I'm so not a rosé girl. I want to see you? a glass of no rosé. To me, it it sort of brings up the same violence in me as fascinators. <laughs> There's something about rosé and fascinators. They two go together, and I want to smash both of them up and punch them in the face. Um, I am. This is for absolutely no good reason. I've got no excuses to be so v viciously opposed to either thing. But I'm a, I'm a Chardonnay girl. Are you? It's a constant Chardonnay. Yeah, the world well, divides. I'll drink your Chardonnay, you drink my rosé. We'll be fine. We'll have to get a bottle each. It's quite heavy, isn't it? I like a very, yeah, I like a heavy, oaky, smoky Chardonnay. I like it to taste mm. like... The person who pressed the grapes was doing it with a great big pair of yellow feet. Big That's what it tastes like. Yeah. Hangover. <laughs> like the next day's hangover. That's it. Tastes like hangover mm, to me. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. Whereas for me, the Sauvignon Blanc tastes like cat's piss. There you so go. There you go. It's a good job we don't all like the same thing. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd, there'd be fights down the supermarket Exactement. aisle. Exactement. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you outside the big Sainsbury's, Jenny Eclair. I'm doing click and collect now, love. I'm doing click and collect because oh, yeah. I was having too many fights in the supermarket. Uh, for the dear listener, Jenny and I live near each other and Jenny does live very close to the big Sainsbury's. And um, <laughs> I drive past your house quite a lot, actually, after going to the big Sainsbury's. Yeah. But it is the scene of many a skirmish in the pandemic because for some reason, some people just don't seem to understand Wear yeah. the frickin' mask. Absolutely. And are you a are you an interferer, Kate? Do you do you say yes. things? Yes. Yes. I'm a botherer. Yeah. Uh, normally, we would debate each question over a glass of wine. The idea being, by the end of the podcast, oh, three glasses Jesus. of wine down. Everyone's had a lovely time. Oh God, I'd be shouting at buses by that point. <laughs> three glasses of wine, Kate. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that really is my limit. That uh, you might yeah. be sort of wiping sick off me. Three glasses of wine, and I'm warning you. Just, just be grateful we're doing it like this, because after three glasses of wine, <laughs> I'd be repeating myself. I'd be falling over myself. We'd be apologising to everybody. You didn't, it'd be an ugly scene. Anyway, there we go. At lunchtime, three glasses of wine. You mad? With older and wider, very much. In, the, in, in, in my mind here. I really am intrigued to hear your take on this. I wanted to talk to you about the hot hell that you describe as menopause. Um, I want the realities, the harsh realities, the stuff they don't tell you, that you know, that sit within the, the pages of your book. But also, I can't believe that something so awful doesn't come with some sort of acquired wisdom at the end of it. So what the hell is the good bit, please? Okay, right. The good bit is it doesn't kill you. There's no, there. I don't think there are any... Cases of the menopause actually killing you. Uh, and we, we all know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, you know, you will come through it. and Except for least, your bones, apparently. <laughs> well, this is, this is well, uh, bone density is, is actually quite an important side issue of the menopause. And, and you know, an, a, another reason to take HRT, because HRT is uh, actually very good for bone density. So, I mean, I am a, I'm still on HRT. I'm 61 now, and I will be taking HRT to my grave just in case <laughs> um, because you know I tell you who gets panicky if my HRT supplies run low and that's the old man I mean you know if I say oh I seem to be running out of HRT he goes oh you, you can get some though can you get some will you be able to get some <laughs> like um, and, and if you can't get some can we get you some online I mean we could pay for some couldn't we we could maybe you know back in the olden days he'd say well apparently you can get it over the counter in Spain we could always go to Spain for the weekend you know back in the day Do you know what I that resonates massively. I went away with a girlfriend two years ago when there was a shortage on the patches. Yeah. And she had enough to see her through the holiday, but one, inexplicably, because I'm wearing one now, they don't they don't barge in a swimming pool. Hers did, and it floated. And I could uh, see it floating towards the filter oh in the God. swimming pool. And I yeah. swam for it. I swam for it, Jenny, because you I knew swam what that patch like meant Michael to her. Spitz. Do you remember Michael Spitz? You're too young for Michael Spitz. There was this American swimmer called Michael Spitz, and he won every swimming medal there was in one particular <laughs> Olympic game. He was really good looking. He had in a really sort of traditional American kind of way. It was he, yeah, he was a big face of swimming. But well done. Did you get and you got it? You got it. I got it. it I got it because yeah. you know, for her, she only had enough to survive the holiday. Yeah. And she'd worked so hard to save up for this holiday that I wanted her to have the best holiday possible and we were yeah. sharing a room. 
Um, oh, yeah. So there was, you yeah. know, you, you, everybody's you agenda was aligned. You had skill in that game. You had skill I in did. that game. You really did. <laughs> so, um, well, for me, I mean, it wasn't so much about the physical sides of, of the menopause, which some people suffer from terribly badly, you know. Uh, for some people, the hot flush isn't just a sort of cardi-off t- moment. It's a, a strip off and throw yourself in the frozen pee aisle. Mm. Um, you know, uh, so it, but that wasn't my big problem. My big problem was emotional. Um, mm. And it hit me at about the age of 52, when other things are hitting you anyway. I mean, I think this is what's interesting about the menopause, peri and beyond, is that it hits you at a time in life it's when it's the perfect storm, when everything is is hitting the fan. You know, your parents are ageing, falling to pieces, um, dying in some cases, you know, that that wasn't part of the plan. And your children are leaving home and... Um, you know, work can be very difficult for women in their 50s. You can suddenly start being completely dropped off the list. You know, all those lists that you used to be on for potential jobs, suddenly they go, oh, should we just get a younger version of that? You know, there's got to be, you know, we'll get another daft one, but just 10 years younger. Um, mm. and, and so it comes at a time when your defences are pretty low anyway. Uh, and then this, this ridiculous kind of hormonal chaos that reigns um and for me it was uh anxiety and weepiness and just Mm. an inability to cope and feeling very self-conscious and uh total lack of confidence and that's not really like me I'm nodding along sagely here because you're describing everything I've just been through during this pandemic that massive like that sense of being overwhelmed by something that would never normally phase you. Even yeah. a text message can overwhelm. Um, the, the weeping, I remember standing at the big Sainsbury's thinking, shit, I can't see. And then I put my hand to my eyes and I was like, oh, because water's coming out of them. And it wasn't even, I wasn't even crying. There was just water coming out of my eyes. And I wasn't even aware yeah. of it. And then you feel, that makes you feel really strange and weird. And then the the, the emotional kind of, that then leads to a huge lack of confidence where you could be talking to somebody. And I've always been, you know, a communicator, a broadcaster mm, professionally. Mm. I get halfway through a sentence and think, no idea what I was about to say, shit. And then your confidence goes through the floor. Yeah, or mine would be, I'm really boring. I'm really boring. I haven't got nothing to say. I mean, I might as well forget what I'm going to say next because whatever I say is going to be really dull anyway. This person must <laughs> think that I am the dullest person in the world. Whereas, you know, why aren't I funny? Why can't I be amusing? God, I'm so boring. Uh, so it was, uh, there was that. And I remember that um, I was, uh, I just got to Australia actually and I'd, I'd got some HRT and I wasn't sure whether I was going to take it. Because there are, uh, you know, a lot of people are very anti-HRT. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you listen to both sides of the argument, it is quite easy to be put off. But uh, I listened to more more argument from the, the pro-HRT side. Uh, and I'm very pro it for me personally. It's It's been a, a miracle. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I remember packing them as, at, right at the last moment, thinking, well, just in case. And I'd got to Australia and I was doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And I was on the floor at the prospect of getting up on stage in Australia and doing the show that I'd, I'd done in the UK and knew and loved and knew, you know, was was a pretty good show. And um, I that's when I decided to take the HRT and, uh, you know, by in, within about three days, I was able to sort of cope again. But it was, it, mm. that was the biggest thing for me. And, you know, there are other things that... 
you know, the elasticity on your skin and all the, the usual vanity things that everybody talks about. And it's, it, it's, I've never been particularly vain because vanity doesn't really work in comedy. You've got to be able to, unless you're using mm. vanity as your shtick, which then is very, it's hilarious. It's a bit like, unless it's a character trope that vanity is your thing, which, you know, we've seen in sitcoms and can be very funny. But for most comedians, it doesn't really work. You have to know how to leave your vanity at the door and how to know. Well, you are the joke. Well, yes, you are the joke. But but often, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for me, getting older was never that big a problem because I wasn't in the beauty industry. I wasn't, you know, somebody who was employed for my sexiness, my cuteness and my looks. So that was that was a, a real plus for me. And also what gave me a great deal of support um, was the fact that my audience completely got it. The audience over the years has become more and more female. I mean, I started out in the pubs and clubs like most comics and you're performing to a very mixed audience. But I mean, if you came to one of my shows in the last five years, I'd say 95% of the audience would be women. Uh, And we had a few designated drivers. I always used to call the men the designated drivers. Um, Because they would often (laughs) often be bringing, you know, a gaggle of women who wanted to drink. (laughs) So they they were the ones sitting in the audience, stone cold sober. You are describing my dad, yeah. Waiting, waiting for the end of the night, just thinking, oh, God, it's like root canal. And then the thing is, is once I got them laughing, that was the best, that was always the best noise to get the the men laughing. Um, But yeah, the, the, the audience was so on side and so part of it that it really was very helpful. I mean, it's, it shocks me still that it's it feels like a relatively new conversation and yet women have been going through menopause since the beginning of mankind, humankind. The taboo part of it is, is gone slightly, um, but it's it's taken a lot, hasn't it, to make it a part of I think it has gone completely, more or less. With your generation, it will, it will totally evaporate. I think... What- I hope so. Because uh, I was born in 1960, which was really the birth of women coming out of their shells. You know, I think in the 1960s, women still had to have, you know, their dad's or their husband's permission to open a bank account. I mean, that's right. The the very recent past of of feminism is (laughs) peppered with the most extraordinary stories. Here's here's one for you. Um, In 1982... Landlords were no longer allowed to refuse to serve a woman. Yeah, they could until nineteen eighty-two. What? It, it's it, and when you look at the recent history of um, of gay people as well, it is shocking how long this country got away with being outrageously homophobic. Uh, mm. But the, you know, women were required to be polite and uh, not make a fuss. And men didn't really know very much about the messy side of being women because they were, uh, uh, men didn't really know about the messy side of what it was to be a woman. They weren't encouraged into the um, into hospitals when women were giving birth. You know, they weren't. My dad wasn't there when he was on the no. golf course when my mum. They're had not allowed. Me. They weren't they allowed. They weren't really allowed. Were no. So it's it's we, we we've come along in in great leaps and bounds. But then in some respects there are some women who. I'd say in the 90s, particularly, who um, 
what's that word, who denied being menopausal because it was all about being cute and that you had to be sexy till you die. And so admitting... Who, who to... denied it? How oh, did you deny it? Well, I have never heard Madonna say anything about being menopausal. I mean, put me right here. Put me right. No, you're, you're but, quite right. And that would be really helpful because if Madonna... You know, she can... has never actually come out and said, Jesus, some days are really fucking hard, girls. You know, <laughs> it's always about, you know, being sexy at 60. And that's fantastic. It's absolutely great. She works very hard at it. But, you know, just now and again, it'd be nice to have a nod from uh, some very big names that actually go, oh, sometimes I sweat like an absolute, you know. And I personally think that every GP's surgery needs to have one med- at least one menopause expert in there. Yeah. Because when I went to my... G- I mean, I ended up going privately uh, because my um, the male uh, GP that I saw at my local clinic um, couldn't say the word vagina and uh, was very, very... <laughs> It wasn't because he had a speech impediment. He just, he basically said, I, th- I think he said downstairs. And I just thought, that, Jesus Christ. You know, I was like, are you talking about my vagina? Um, and um, he was very anti-HRT. And I just thought, this, I'm not getting two sides of the coin here. I'm just getting one side. So, you know, I marched off to Harley Street, which... Oh, when I had money, I, oh, I loved see, I loved going down a private doctor's nan again. Do you know what? Now, sometimes you've got the best service and it's not that expensive. What you do, you go But it's not, but it is get... if you can't afford it. Oh, That's yeah, of the thing. And then is. what about all those poor blubbing women that yeah, don't yeah. have, you know, that, that go in and get the guy that can't say vagina... That has yeah. got one very it's, fixed it's HRT. That's, that's terrible because this is about, this goes on for years and years and yeah. years of your yeah. life. Yeah. You need somebody that's open, educated. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree Not somebody that can't say vagina. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I think we shouldn't underestimate as well how many women there are that really genuinely can't afford independent advice from anywhere. Um, mm. And it's a, it's a, it is a terrible situation. There are still some people who aren't asking for help who are really struggling on their own. Um, and the help is there. You know, the medication is there. It never used to be. It's, you know, I, I think my mother went through... I talked to my mother about her menopause and, you know, her attitude was... She used to sometimes go down the bottom of the, of the garden with a pan and, and she used to bang a pan with a, with a rolling pin and scream... Um, and that was, you know, that was sort of her <laughs> HRT. There's better stuff than that now. I think she used to take the odd swig of cooking sherry as well. That, what are the upsides? Are there any upsides to coming out the other side of the menopause? And do you know yourself better? There has to be... You can't, I can't imagine that Mother Nature would put us through something like this without there being at least some sort of, I don't know, Yeah, but I'm, I'm, at well, the departure I'm what, game. Still, yeah, I still can't understand why my tits are still getting bigger. There's absolutely no reason to have big knockers. At my, I don't need them. I don't want them, particularly. But they've got a lot bigger than they were when I was... My tits at 60 are bigger than they were at 50, you know. And they're, they're, they're really? t- totally unnecessary, you know. And they're just a bit sort of in the way. I could do without all that nonsense. And just the, the, the actual spread of things, the swelling... Um, but what have I learned? I think it's, it's very hard to learn things in the situation that we're in at the moment because 
we're all we're all really struggling with our mental health you mm. know regardless of hormonal stuff and, and all that I, I am much more at peace with myself um, I tell you what is satisfying and I think that you will have this because you've always been a very hard-working girl is that there comes a time when you can sit down and go I've done a lot I've worked hard I've done some good stuff there's enough there's enough to be proud of I can relax a bit on this I'm allowed to have a yeah. hobby now I can even do a jigsaw if I want you know wow I know it's it's the 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 absolute chase of it has gone the the I don't feel so agonizingly competitive and that I need to prove myself all the time. That's good. I think we've all learnt in this industry over the past year we can live on less money because you know there's not not much to spend it on and you can't go on holiday. But I, I think I'm being in your sixties is a weird one. There are other fears that happen which are about your own health. That's you start thinking, yeah. Ooh, Oh, how how long how how long have I got? I've got enough money. Have I got enough money to, you know? How long can I, I afford to stay alive? Well, yeah, and I've I've worked out. I think I can about seventy two. <laughs> so I better I, I better get a nice sort of and then voiceover what? or something. Well, I know I'm going to have to keep working till I drop, obviously. But you know, I, I now I am thinking. No, I really need a big fat voiceover. You know, one of those campaigns that runs for ten years. That's what I need. Yes, please. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get thirty, thirty. Ready to get thirty, ready to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Ready to get twenty, twenty. Ready to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. After moving to London, your first job was at Camberwell Arts College. You were a life model for two terms, and then you found a job via um, an ad in the stage looking for novelty acts, and ended up that taking you on to do punk poetry. Yeah, yeah. And then, then you played a German hotel worker in Off We the Same Pet. And I wanted to know, in a life that's been incredibly well-worked, what have been some of the most ridiculous gigs you've ever taken? I think that there was a lot of waitressing that went on. 
Um, and there was, well, very early on in my career, um, I did a lot of extra work. Um, I mean, I was really scrabbling around trying to do, throwing myself at every opportunity there was. So around Campbell, a bus would sometimes pick some of us up to do um, dancing on pop videos and things like that. I did a few of those. Um, did, did you? Boy Which George, videos yeah, were you I did, in? I did uh, Boy George's Karma Chameleon is the only one that anybody would ever have seen. Got and to find you in that, Jen. No, I'm right at the back. We're, we're... I'm a peasant at the back. You will never find me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I did quite a lot of peasant work as well. I mean, there used to be a, a programme on Channel 4, which was quite cut, cutting edge, called Who Dares Wins? And it was a sketch show. Um, you know, one of the first alternative sketch shows. And I was about 21, 20, 22. And I managed to sort of inveigle my way onto the sort of extra list. And so, you know, I would play plague victims. I remember once I had to be, be a woman in the restaurant with a chicken on her lap. And I think it was probably some gag about the chicken not being properly cooked. And I had to sort of, you know, put this live chicken on the table. And I was so nervous about this chicken because it wasn't meant to squawk or anything during the recording. And I had it so firmly in my hands. And I was thinking, oh, God, what if I killed it? What Because it went really quiet. And then it's sort of just ridiculous, ridiculous, try hard, extra bits of bob all over the place. And then gigging at night, waitressing during the day. Um, I All I remember of my 20s was being very short-sighted with a A to Z and trying to find pubs <laughs> where I was meant to be gigging. And just the absolute... I don't know how we did it. We had no smartphones. We had nothing. We had these ridiculous maps... And you just have to work out how you got to places. It was, and some places didn't weren't near a tube, and you just had to. Oh, it was, it was really hard. You know, we were so a slog. It was a slog. Yeah, yeah, I did slog around for a long time, but you know, that's that's no bad thing. Cause, but know, in more recent times, you've done some really lovely and ridiculous things, like being in the jungle with Sean Ryder and yeah, Stacey Solomon. Yeah. I mean, I like a bit of a reality show, you know. There's some... Yeah, I love, I love both of them as company. That must have been quite fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, Sean uh, is full on. I'm quite full on. Uh, it was an odd year. It was the Gillian McKeith year. Um, I had. Oh, uh, what's it? Yeah, she's now a COVID denier, of course. You know, she was always a ridiculous she? woman. She was ridiculous then. She's ridiculous now. <laughs> you know. Um, Were you there when she fainted and then oh, yeah, everybody she was thought she didn't really fainting. faint? No, of course she wasn't. She was just trying to get out and doing jobs. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that was hard work, actually. The Jungle was possibly one of the hardest ones. You know, I've done... I think Splash was much easier, which was the diving one. Even though, I mean, yeah. the physical thing of the diving was ridiculous because... There's only so much training you can do in so many weeks. And the bruising on your legs when you got it wrong, honestly, was Ooh, shocking. I can imagine. It was shocking. They used to have to do some real cover-up jobs with, you know, sort of What spray made you painting. want to do Splash? Money. I mean, all of them have been for money. <laughs> They've all been because, you know, the, the career has hit a, a doldrum period yet again. You know, it's, it's, I hate to use the phrase roller coaster because it's so naff. But there are times when you really do you know, go off track and you are in the sidings. You're one of those rusty old wagons in the sidings that nobody wants to use. And, you know, 
So you have these moments of glory and everyone thinks you're great. And next thing you know, you're being sacked again. You know, I was sacked from loose women. And I was sacked from this and sacked from that. And... Um, well, it's not necessarily uh, sacked. It's just they don't renew your contract. I was that's, sacked. That's love. the term. I was absolutely it? sacked. They did not. They no longer wanted me on that show. I was furious. I'm still. I still get furious about that. Uh, mind you, Do it was you? good. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really glad that I was sacked, and I will not use any other word. I was sacked. I'm proud to have been sacked. Don't anyone pretend <laughs> I wasn't sacked. I was. I was so sacked uh, because it made me write another book. I could. I could have got very lazy doing loose women. Uh, and because you just sit there, don't you, talking? Because you yeah. did it while I did it, and I, we had some great times on the show. We didn't do many together, though. I don't know what was going no, I on. Think, I mean, you were having other career things going on. Um, and, you know, I was just doing... Anyway, I wrote more novels, and I'm really glad because, you know, the novels are, are good. Yeah, the novels are great. You're a best-selling I'm a great writer, author. I'm, but I'm a bit you lazy. You really are, though, Jen. <laughs> You're not lazy. If you look at how many books you've turned out... I mean, you nearly you're... said churned. You nearly said churned. You no, just caught yourself. Turned. 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 Well, done. well caught. <laughs> well caught. No, you had um, a work of fiction out not so long ago, then followed by this, Older, older and wider. wider. I mean, like, yeah. you, don't, you don't stop. Um, I've got a so teenage fiction prolific. on the go. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not as much as I could, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a very nice time with uh, teenage fiction at the moment, which um, I'm not going to tell you the exact period, but it takes me away from all this on a daily basis. When I'm writing, I'm not in 2021. I am somewhere else, which I can thoroughly recommend because uh, I'm in a place where I'm spending time in a place where there is no pandemic. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so you can't think of any more ridiculous jobs. I very rarely stopped and thought, oh, this is absolutely bonkers. I mean, often it was, but there was... Well, even when you're sat in the jungle watching Gillian McKeith faint, or pretending to faint. Well, the thing is, I'm very easily institutionalised. I don't know about you, but once I'm in a situation, I find it quite easy to adapt to that situation, and that situation becomes what I have and what I am doing at this time. So you might as well give in to it. There's no good fighting it. Um, okay. You are sleeping in a hammock. You are, you know, outside all the time. It is ridiculous. You don't have any clean pants. You are going to a terrible lavatory. It's, you know, it is rice and beans. That's what it, I have a, a mentality that's very, I, I think, inherited from my father, who's a, an old army officer. And it's a, it is a very sort of, it's a streak of stoicism that I have from both my parents, who are both northern. And it's one of those things where I'm quite adaptable and once I'm in a situation, I just get on with it. What are you pleased that you've changed your mind about? Hmm, that's really interesting. Hmm... I think that I'm ver- I in the past have been very very judgmental and I think that I've been quite snobby about things. Um like what? Oh, people's taste. I can be very judgmental about, you know, how people live their lives and I think that I am relaxing my grip on that because you know, people everybody is a product of of where they come from. And, you know, 
where they live and and all sorts of things and it's not for me to go around thinking even thinking that people have got it wrong yeah and i think people like grace and perry um have been very instrumental in reminding me that there's a, a very big world out there and it's very good that everyone is different and we all have to be quite um respectful of each apart from people who don't wear masks of course we don't have to respect all of those <laughs> there are still some twats about don't get me wrong here i mean you know but I, I i am much more prepared to see both sides of the argument and sometimes that doesn't do me any favors i do think that i that i'm a bit more flexible about uh letting live and let living um uh, i didn't think i'd like the sopranos fucking loved it you know there's loads of things where you, <laughs> you just the pandemic taught you I sort of that sounds stupid the, the Sopranos I don't watch the Sopranos I was, oh, mm. but it was really boring oh, I don't want to watch that and then of course you know first pandemic I think it got me through I think the Sopranos actually really? got me through yeah I think it's one of the so, most you, have you ever seen it Kate I've got the, uh, the whole box set of every series and I watched it with Oh, gosh, I mean, we're going back a few boyfriends now. I watched it with a boyfriend and I just found it so violent that I stopped and I've never gone back. See, I Which have, is crazy, right? It is a bit because it is, it's a work of genius. Because I know it's good. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, but then I I've have run out quite, of stuff to watch, Jen. I think I have quite a big thing for gangster movies. I actually like right. a gangster movie. I really do. Um, so... There's not much. I mean, I'm still the me that I was when I was four, really. I mean, I, I'm very much me, me. I know who I am. And uh, I do, but I, I do recognise my faults much more quickly now. I know do you my think, um, bad bits. Do you think you're, you're, are you more tolerant? Are you more forgiving? Um, you know, how do you, how do you think that you maybe have changed for the better? Not sure I have. Do I have to have? Do I have to? Have to do I have to learn no, things not to be all. a better person? I don't think. I, sorry, I'm really sorry. There's nothing I've I've learned. Nothing. I've not changed. I'm still as awful as I ever was. It's all bollocks. If I say anything, I don't mean it. No, I'm just exactly as ghastly as I ever was. Sorry. I've really struggled so with that asked, question. This, this woman's not. What was the famous? I'm not for turning. I'm not for turning. Not for turning. <laughs> Perfect place to leave it. Yeah, that's much better. That's much more me. Yeah, there's me thinking the menopause was going to teach me so much. Then not, I spoke not to really. you. Listen, love, <laughs> it'll teach you loads of things, but I'll tell you what will happen. You'll forget them. I can't remember that anything. That is the thing. Yeah. So, Do you know what? Right down to going into the doctor's surgery, and I'd made all these notes on my phone about to say to her, and this happened, and then this, and then this. And she, and she was like, and then she told me all the stuff that I needed to do. And I didn't write any of it down. And then I got out and my mum phoned me. She went, how'd you get on? I said, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. And I had to phone her back and say, can you just, can you write all that stuff down for me, please? Yeah, goldfish yeah. brain. Write everything down. Yeah. And also I travel now everywhere around the house Ooh. with post-it notes Ooh. in my pocket. Because it's not just good enough, let me tell you, Jenny Eclair, to write things in your notebook and tick them off. But you also have to back it up with stickers I've got all these, over the house. I've got these handy cards that I have in <laughs> in my drawer in my study here for sort of um, prompts. 
Yeah, yeah. These are some of these yeah. are, are telly things that I might enjoy. Um, shopping lists. Um, I've got one that actually says no swearing for when I'm doing telly zooms, and I just prop that. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> You. It's so nice to see you. I'll see you in the park or down the big Sainsbury's. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you around, gorgeous. All right. Give my love to Jeff. We'll do. And, and love um, to that lad. I'll of look yours out for him well. and his extraordinary mane of hair. Whenever I see you, I always see Jeff first because he's got sort of Barry Gibbs hair, but but white. It's bright white hair. All right then, darling. Loads of love. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you loaning us your ears for the hour. Um, if you are in any way inclined to do so, we'd love it if you could rate or review us. I know it's boring. I know. I hear you. I get it. It's admin. You don't need it. But it really helps other people to find and discover the show. The show is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Richard Hatherock for Yahoo UK, alongside Gabriella Colasurdo. And editing is by Callum Goddard-Mucklow. Our beats, as always, are provided by Andy Bell. So I'll see you next week. And until then, take great care and do as we always do and try to drink responsibly. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.